Greetings and welcome to episode 25 of the Dan York Report. What is the Opus Codec all about? Why does it matter? And why should you care, especially if you don't do anything with telecom? Well, I want to talk about that. And in fact, over on my Disruptive Telephony blog today, I put up a post, Why the Opus, Co- Opus Codec Matters, Even If You Don't Care About Audio. And to, to explain well briefly, it's because Opus, this thing called the Opus Codec, has the potential to deliver a much better and richer user experience across the internet to allow us to hear people better, to be able to feel like we're right there with them, to be able to really, you know, hear music or collaborate with people and do things much more like we're there than we are here. It can deliver a much better user experience. Now, to step back, most real-time communication that we do today, voice or video, etc., increasingly that's all happening across the internet or across internet protocol networks, IP networks, whether it's the actual public internet like you might have with Skype or whether it's across a, a private or an internal network or something else. But this generally, we're all moving to what we call IP-based communication. Sometimes we call it voice over IP or video over IP or, you know, we see it, Skype, Google Plus Hangouts, uh, VoIP soft phones, you know, cable providers often provide their phones are actually over IP. I mean, all of this is happening out there. Now, one of the things that happens when we move to IP is that we're no longer restricted in ways that we were with the PSDN, the public switch telephone network, the traditional phone network that we have. And one of those ways is sound. Now, we're all used to the sound of the phone. There's a certain, just a sound. You know what it is. You know, when you, uh, I, I always laugh when you hear, you know, movies or, or TV shows, you know, when the, when the kidnapper calls at the ransom demands, you hear the, 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 the actor or actress picks up the phone and you hear the sound of the, of the kidnapper on the phone. It's, it's the, it's that, that sound. We, we get it. And what's actually happening on a technical level is that we're actually restricting the range of frequencies that are heard because the human ear can hear a very wide range of frequencies. I don't know, maybe 20 hertz to 20,000 or even more or something on this line. And the uh, what's happened with the phone network is it only gives us a narrow range. It's actually 300 to 3,400. It's a narrow, narrow range. And so we call it narrow band audio. And that's what we have. Well, in IP, we're not limited to that. We can have a much richer experience. And we've seen that. You know, if, any, if you've used Skype, you've had, especially on a good connection, you can get a very high quality sound. That's what's called a wideband audio connection or ultra wideband or other different things like that. But it's wideband. It's, it's a wider range of frequencies. The challenge has been that to create those, that wideband audio stream, you need to use something called a codec. It's an encoder, decoder. It's used to create, well, it creates, it takes analog audio, the sound of my voice, and turns into digital bits and then does the opposite on the other end, that type of thing. And to be able to communicate, you need to use the same codec. And there are many of these out there. There's many, many audio codecs, and some are very ubiquitous. There's one that's called G711, which is a, a standard for PSTN quality voice. And it's used widely. It's kind of the default in voice over IP and everything else. But we've wanted to move beyond that to a richer, better sound. And unfortunately, a lot of the codecs that have been out there that do wideband audio have been, well, either proprietary or they've, they haven't been totally standardized or they've, been, they've had a royalty cost associated with them. Not all. There have been some like the Speaks codec and some others out there that have, been, that have been out there. But there hasn't been one that's just generally been ubiquitous, that works with uh, interactive internet applications, works across a wide range of 
bandwidth and connections and these things and can be widely distributed. So to step into that, back in 2010, to help create something here, a group of engineers within the Internet Engineering Task Force created the Codec Working Group to come up with a, a codec that would be used. And Skype got involved contributing their Silk Codec. The folks at Ziff.org contributed their, their Kelt or Celt Codec. Uh, a number of people got involved. And ultimately, in September 2012, so not that long ago, the Opus Codec was standardized as a RFC 6716. And you can learn more about it if you go to www.opus-codec.org. And it is a totally open, royalty-free, highly versatile audio codec. And it can be used for uh, interactive speech, music, and also for storage and streaming applications. It's, it's a very versatile codec. And um, I'll put some links, or they're up in my Disruptive Conversations article, our Disruptive Telephony article about this. There's examples that you can get there. There's software, there's code, there's presentations, there's documentation, sample libraries. The, the beautiful part about Opus and it's already being used is the beautiful part. It's one thing. It's part of WebRTC. It's the standard, the mandatory to implement audio codec in WebRTC. So all of these WebRTC startups and apps and services, they're using Opus. You know, a number of soft phones have put it in, Jitsi being one. I saw a note today that Blink has added it, a number of others. So it's, it's getting out there. It's in the browsers like Chrome and Firefox because of the WebRTC element. And so what we're seeing is, is a, a codec that adapts. It can work in low bandwidth environments. So as we look at how we bring the next 5 billion people online, we can get them real-time communications over a, you know, a lower internet connection. Um, we can have richer music experiences. We can go and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing better collaboration between musicians and others, uh, you know, better speech, better so many different capabilities and things that are out there. Um, it's a, it's really a tremendous potential to create very powerful user experiences and help us better communicate. That's what Opus is all about. You can, again, find more at opus-codec.org. Now, if you're around on Monday, this coming Monday, the 29th, uh, there will be a, um, a technical plenary at the Internet Engineering Task Force meeting 87 in Berlin, Germany. And there's going to be a segment focused on Opus, which is going to include a number of people who are involved with implementing it and have been involved with the standards. And, in fact, you can connect to the session remotely if you want to using a, uh, a Meet Echo program, using a WebRTC cable browser, and you can actually connect using the Opus codec. But in that session, you're going to hear about people, and you can listen to it remotely via audio or, or watch a video stream. And you'll be able to see this, and it will be archived, of course, as well, too. But I think it'll be very interesting to see where people are thinking about where it's going and what it's doing. So the key thing is to know about Opus. It's a cool thing. It's, it's, yes, it's a geeky audio thing, but you know what? It has the potential to make us have much richer experiences. That kind of connection you have through Skype and that rich audio connection you can get when you have a good connection, that can be the kind of standard that goes across so much more of the internet through other applications and other pieces. Uh, I think it's exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. And I would encourage you to go and read more about it. And if you can, to watch the Tech Plenary coming up next week. That's all for me. You can uh, find more about me at danyork.me and listen to more of these audio recordings at soundcloud.com slash danyork. Comments are definitely welcome in any of those places. Thanks for listening.